Hello, welcome to the Unspoiled Game. My host, Rob, and welcome to a late, not only in the day, but also in the week, Age of Sigmar Stat Center. That's right, I'm live here. Oh, I'm not looking there anymore, I'm looking here. Uh, I'm, I'm live um, uh, from the Honest Wargamer studio, the TSN Arena, uh, as it's known. And I'm in the Twitch. I'm on the Twitch with the Twitch chat. If you guys watch it back on YouTube or listen to this podcast, uh, I want to thank you for doing so. Please do uh, get involved, join Patreon, any of that jazz. Maybe our Discord? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to start using it, I guess. Uh, that's what the experts do. Um I was getting worried. Uh, don't worry. Hello, everyone. Uh, uh, whoa, thanks to Splunkin for donating £20 to the show. What the hell was that for, Splunkin? That's super cool of you. What did you say? Love the 3D print episode. Oh, man. Thanks, Splunkin. Uh, I set it up yesterday so when people make donations, I can actually read it. So, fucking go me. Thanks, Splunkin. That's super nice Yeah, That's lovely. Um, hey, Diffy, what's going on? Forpian, uh, Gangster Pairs of Dice. Uh, what's going on? Hope you're all well. Okay, so uh, I've hacked together. Yeah, no Owen. Owen's so busy this week. Uh, so busy. So it's, again, just going to be me. Uh, next Monday, I'm pretty certain we're going to have the actual stats. Uh, Ziggy and the stats crew, including Warhammer Rob, have put most, if not all, of the actual stats together. So we'll have our actual stat show. Uh, hey, Kwasic, uh, what's going on? Uh, and also, Dominic, uh, I see you in the chat. Looking forward to the stream. Good to meet you on Sunday. Rob, enjoy watching the game back. I'm glad. You, I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Uh, so stats so what we do is we look at event results from Age of Sigmar events that happened this weekend. So this is the weekend just gone. Um, and then we kind of like, I'll have a little chat through the stuff. The actual uh, the actual uh, stats will be next week. And I know you're wondering, well, why the hell has it taken so long? Actually, it's it's a little bit more involved. It's not just like, what's this win percentage or meta percentage at this point? We've, we've built it into like a very dynamic system. So hopefully our first Age of Sigmar 3 stat show on uh, Monday should be very good. So do tune in for that. It's going to be really good. Um, and uh, and it was missing data previously. That was the main point. Like we needed to actually get data in and enough data that we felt comfortable it was useful. Uh, Dasmal Wargaming, awesome content uh, weekend. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it too. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know what AOS it really is. <laughs> same, 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 same. All right. Let's look at the two day events from the weekend. We had quite a few. Um, uh, my information's all over the place, so I'll try and uh, talk it through. First up, let's talk about the team event that we saw at the weekend. Obviously, we did the coverage on the Honest Wargamer, so you guys can go and watch it back. Uh, and that was Blood Tithe, our 32 team uh, of... Oh, I keep messing this up. Our 32 teams of four... Um, and thank you to our tech guy, Chris, for making it all work. Uh, up my angel on the shoulder. Uh, that's Chris in the chat. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, all hail Scrivo in the chat, but specifically Chris is the actual tech guy we're talking about. Um, and we saw in first place, so 32 teams, they played over five rounds. Uh, the tier was Mark Wilson. And we had, uh, in first place, we had the 400 club made up of Craig Navmar, Luke Morton, Jack Armstrong, and Fabian Quinn. All players, that if you've been listening to Competitive Age Sigma at all in England uh, over the past few years, uh, well, not COVID times, but whenever, uh, you'll have heard of all of them, including Fabian, like the new boy in that crew who um, ended up um, uh, helping them push his gargants around. Uh, and they made up of Seraphon, that was run by Luke. That was his uh, uh, four blocks of two... Uh, Dracothian Tail Salamanders uh, Craig Navmar with his Legion of the First Prince with Kairos Bellacor and also a couple of Boom Thirsters uh, Jack Armstrong with his Lumineth Realm Lords from Sire uh, which meant he um, uh, like uh, 
uh, Saya, but he had the three wind spirits. That's the really important part. And his 30 sentinels. And we saw that move blocking so well in that last round. And then Fabian with his four bigs. So his mega gargants. And it was honestly at this point, like there's like three people who did really well with mega gargants the weekend. It's just four bigs. Doesn't matter which fucking four bigs it is. It's four bigs. Like could be take a whatever it's four bigs sometimes it's two gate breakers sometimes it's not sometimes it's two uh cracking eaters and a war stomper and sometimes it's all three and sometimes it's it doesn't matter it's just four big ones uh basically um uh thanks for uh lodge dan i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah big hammer gitley you've got it um uh watching the show now feels like shoot the youtube upload <laughs> the youtube thugs will be fine with it they really will um <laughs> uh so uh, that was the weekend um they did really really well it was it wasn't it was quite close between them and the people in the second place which was the cats of war who we also saw on stream and then third place was the bad moon loons the current uh, super series champs and they put on a good performance as well uh, a really great event looking forward to seeing more team events in the future um uh, i really enjoy, i really enjoyed it basically so it was it was a good time um it was good uh yeah four big fellas uh so that was blood tie team championship so congratulations to the 400 club uh it'd be interesting to see if elements of those guys um make it into the english team obviously we've got uh the age of sigmar six nations event and then next year we have aos worlds so that team event kind of process is hotting up um and we'll see we'll see how they felt about the pairings and other stuff at some point uh right into other two day two day events we had the realm wars event um, let me just uh, go and uh, double check this uh, information. One second. One second, one second, one second. Uh, so this is by WS10 Gaming. So this is held here in England. Uh, and in first place, uh, we had uh, Chris Myhill uh, with his Ideneth Deepkin. Uh, so, well, but first and in the 5 0 bracket, and then Nick Thompson with his Cities of Sigma army. As well, so um, Chris Myhill's list. Chris, a lovely fella, uh, with Ineth Deepkin's got an idol on a Mathlan, another idol on a Mathlan, uh, one aspect of the sea, one aspect of the storm, and a Keeling King, the Soul Scryer, and then uh, six Ishlingard, two lots of three Ishlingard, and then two Fulminators and some Heartrenders. Now this is actually quite important because we've seen very, very few five O Ineth Deepkins. In fact, this might be our first example of Ineth Deepkin. Um, I think it's really good, but it was a comped event, as Warhammer Rob is saying in the chat. And there were no named characters allowed at this event. So no named characters. So that might have helped a lot. Um, and yeah, double Eidolon. Uh, so yeah, that's Hey Gemma B. Uh, uh, Grammar Babies. Thank you. Hello, by the way. Um, so yeah, so he was there at that event. So that's really cool. So well done to Chris. Super happy with a 5-0 for Ideneth Deepkin. Um, whether or not the comp changed how, uh, how it worked... Not really sure, uh, but there you go. And then Nick Thompson with the other 5-0. Again, uh, no name characters, obviously. So a uh, Cities of Sigmar Excelsis list. He had that Rune Lord, uh, which backed up those, which made those two units of 20 Iron Drakes battle line, three Demi Griff, and then another 10 Iron Drakes. You've got Soul Screen Bridge, Cogs, and then you had the Hurricaneum, the Battle Mage, and the Lord Celestin on Star Drake with the Amulet of Destiny. Uh, there's a really good article coming out soon about the art uh, by Colonel Cabbage um, coming about that about the Emulator of Destiny. I'm really excited to do a deep dive on it. Um, he's doing an article. I'm going to make a video. It's going to be really exciting. Um, uh, so congratulations. Uh, congratulations to those guys. Now in uh, the 4-1 bracket, uh, you had Russ Charles uh, with his Sons of Behemoth Taker Tribe. 
um, uh, you had uh, Tom Wainwright with his Seraphon and then also uh, Tom Parry with his Seraphon. Both those two players uh, run in uh, Thunder Lizard lists. Yeah, Man Who Reads Article. And hopefully make it a little bit more fancy um, uh, than Man Who Reads Article, but we'll see. Maybe it won't be. Uh, so again, those Seraphon Thunder Lizard lists doing quite well in the 4-1 bracket, um, which I think is good. It makes sense. Uh, they've got the monsters for the bonus points. I think one of the really interesting things uh, that I've taken away from the weekend, if you guys are interested in this, is it's less about scoring. It's about maximizing your battle tactics score. And what I mean by that is, is that those bonus victory points. So if you're scoring three bonus, if three bonus points at the end Oh, oh out, thanks to your battle tactics and you're still playing the primary really well, um, you're three up. So actually, it's the same as achieving another battle tactic or them not achieving a battle tactic, which is why I think we aren't seeing many lists that are shutting down opponents' battle tactics because it's close to impossible. And I think actually what we're seeing is we're seeing a bunch of players just looking to maximize their score from battle tactics and pick that final point up at the end. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, so that that was the um, uh, the Rome Wars event by WS10 Gaming. Uh, Hammerfest was a huge event over in Houston, Texas. So you have Gavin Grindar, uh, Gringar, sorry, uh, running a DOK list. Now it was Marathi and the Bow Snakes. I put the link in the chat for you guys. I've uh, written it out. Um, uh, it was. Uh, Marathi and the Bow Snakes, but it's like, that's fine. There was some there was some Witch Elf bricks, bricks as well. I think there was two twenty brick uh, Witch Elf bricks. If you guys are new and you're not sure what I'm talking about, Marathi, uh, the God model, has got a command ability that's able to make the Bow Snakes shoot twice, uh, once in the hero phase, once in the shooting phase, and then their twenty four inch range plus their eight inch movement gives an effective range of twenty four inches in the hero phase, and then of course uh, thirty two inches in uh, the shooting phase. This is if you don't include something like a Melisite Iron Scale uh, for run and shoot or something similar. Um, they're very effective. They're very good. It's not overly complicated to play, but we still see a lot of Marathi in the post next list not cap 5-0. We see them go like 4-2 uh, generally. Generally, we don't tend to see him do worse than that, but we tend to see him do that um, good. Uh, so congratulations to Gavin. He's got to be over the moon about that. 74 players in Houston. Uh, the guys in Texas have started to do this um, this map conquering thing, uh, which is very, very exciting. So basically, they've divided Texas up into different regions, uh, and the different wargaming clubs are able to take over each other's region, which I think is very exciting. So they go over and play, and they take it. It's so good. Liam Jordan, idiot proof. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of the top lists are fairly idiot-proof for the minute. I'm going to be honest, but that's okay. That's fine. Now, in the uh, there was we got a four-one-one bracket, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the Stat Center audience. So four wins, one draw, one loss. Uh, no, four drin No, sorry, four wins, one draw, not one loss, because that wouldn't make any sense. They'd be playing six rounds. Four wins, one draw, and that's Chris Schelling with his sons of Behemoth Breaker Tribe. Uh, four bigs. Doesn't matter which ones. They're in Breaker Tribe. Doesn't matter. Again, doesn't matter. Uh, and then the JTJ. What the hell? I don't know who that is, but the JTJ uh, with his daughter, uh, Disciples of Zinch, uh, Host Arcanum list. It had Archeon in, and then it had three units of 10 pink horrors. Um, so that's four wins, one draw. Um, my sister's looking to get AOS. She sold on Marathi and the Bow Snakes. My Hedonites are going to get owned. <laughs> Wolf <in> Studios. <laughs> 
Uh, hey, Final Flash. Hello, everyone, by the way. Um, but they always seem to be to build better idiots. Yeah, they do. They do build better idiots. It's true. In the 4-1 bracket, Matt Rubbish with his daughters of Cain. Um, uh, Marathi and the Bow Snakes again. Jacob Matthias with his Moor Tribes. Um, uh, this was Blood Gullet and a bunch of Stonehorns. Chris Creech with his Soul Black Grave Lords in Castelli. Love that always. Um, Brian Lofton with his Slaves to Darkness. Hosts of the Everchosen Sixth Circle. That's our extra damage. Um, on the uh, in on the Tawoon roll, which is really good. I think it's just flat extra damage, actually. Um, old Man Tim, thanks for subscribing. Justin Gremgar with his Iron Jaws. Andrew Fournier with his Seraphon. Uh, Joshua Eccles with his Luminous Realm Lords. Elijah Ramos with his Seraphon. Jonathan Shizalazes with his OBR. That was definitely wrong. Marco Hernandez with his Big War. And then Jonathan Suarez with his Eidneth Deepkin. Another Eidneth Deepkin in there is actually genuinely exciting. But look at the variety in that 4-1 bracket, which I think is quite exciting. IDK, Bigwar, OBR, Seraphon, Lumineth, Realm Lords. Seraphon again, ignore that. Iron Jaws, this time not Bigwar. Uh, Saves to Darkness, Soul Blight, Grave Lords, more Tribes, and DOK. 11 different factions in that 4-1 bracket. Yes, the game is dominated by Biggs and Marathi and the Bow Stakes and Archeon, Host the Ever Chosen. And it would be dominated more by uh, LRL... Um, it would be dominated more by LRL Wind Spirits, but but uh, we don't have them at the minute. Hey, Nogal Matthew, what up? Uh, I've never seen anyone run Soul Black Grave Lords Legion of Blood. Is it just really bad? I love me some Neferata. It's not this bad. It's just that really, Volzen, you've got to ask yourself, what does the game currently do and produce? And we have two kind of things happening. One, save stacking and Hero Hammer is so prevalent. The ability to heal them, the heroes, is so useful because of heroic recovery, uh, the um, the action you could do for heroes. And then also, save stacking works so well on units that start on a 3-up armor save, and the Soulblight Gravelords book has a load of 3-up armor saves. Uh, Blood Knights, obviously, are a really good example. Vanglory Lord, Vampire Lord, Zombie Dragon, Vordry, and, and Nagash. And so, the reason... It's not that... We talk, well, I talk a lot about this. I don't fucking care what everyone else talks about. Um, but the uh, one of the things that I talk about a lot is the fact that um, there's sometimes weak internal parity in a book. So external parity is the thing we look at when we look at the event results and we think, okay, we haven't seen Beasts of Chaos again. I know Liam Jordan's in the chat like, you're going to see it one day, but we haven't seen it. And we haven't seen... Um, uh, like we, like there, there are some armies we don't see generally right we don't see grey water fastness cities and sigma armies for example um so the in external parity is obviously off quite a bit but internal parity is pretty stark in some books you're never going to see zangor in a zinch book for for example um it's just the the parity is generally tends to be off um insert inside and so in soul black grave lords but which is actually in my opinion got one of the widest uh sets of options i think you can run dogs and radical the beast and belladama i think there's a version where you run uh, all zombies there's a version where you run the gash and you know vordry and and uh, you do that kind of wombo combo characters we saw leo playing at the weekend um uh, Dan, we do see some ko we do some see some ko but it's generally the players who we see doing the ko um but you're right we rarely see ko it's normally very good players we see with the KO. Uh, see you later, Final Flash. Love with you. Um, sorry for for wrecking the timetable today. Um, oh, Nighthorn. <laughs> Nighthorn's a good one. Anyway, so I hope that answers the question. Um, uh, America seems to have more KO players. They just fucking love guns, don't they? Uh, right, so uh, there was another event at Element Games. 
Element Games, yeah, um, called Aftermath, and it was run by the Purple Sparkly Unicorn crew. Um, you had Ben Johnson uh, win this uh, with his 5 0 um, uh, Sons of Behemoth list, it was four bigs. Uh, then you had Paul Scott. Um, with his Munificent Wanderers Nurgle list in the 4-1 bracket. Uh, you had Ben Curry uh, in his, with his Daughters of Cain in that 4-1 bracket again. Um, and then I've lost, I haven't put the names on for the other players, which is a bit of a shame, and I'm sorry about that. Um, so oh, I apologise. Uh, so we had that as well. Um, so that was in Manchester. Is that where Lemon Games is? I've been there. I don't remember. Um, it's there. Uh, we had the... Um, I fucking hate this country. <laughs> Please don't want Admech. <laughs> That's not me. I'm not in charge of it. Uh, thank you for the very in-depth response. My ha my, I'm happy to help Vols and Riot. Um, and generally inside a battle tome anyway, or a codex, they just the there is an internal parity. Uh, there rarely is. There's always something that generally tends to be better. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Stockport. Thank you, MJ. Love you tons. Um... Uh, right, uh, we had the French Singles Cup happening in Sweet Paris. Uh, 31 players, uh, and in first place you had Moot Diver. I don't know who what these names are. He was running uh, Sons of Behemoth, and it was Take a Tribe, and it had four bigs. Don't care which bigs. It was four bigs. It doesn't matter which four bigs. You just face roll four dudes forward, and you get a 4-1 or a 5-0. Like... <laughs> It's outrageous. It's outrageous at this spin. My favourite thing probably that happened this weekend is Alex Q from the South London Legion was playing against Fabian Quinn from the Dragon Slayers. Uh, but they were playing for different teams. They were playing for um, uh, 400 Club and uh, Fiction. They were playing for... Those are the two uh, teams that they're playing for. Uh, there was a move where Fabian pulled where he was up against uh, Alex's two more crushes. You can go back and watch this, obviously, on the coverage. Uh, his two more crushes, and he took his two more crushes and kind of deployed on the left. And then Fabian just clumped all four of his megas together. Hadn't seen it before. And the first time I saw it, I went, I honestly don't know what you ever do. I just don't know what you do. I just don't know what to do with that. I was like, cask shackles if i can uh but other than that uh <laughs> didn't know what to do and i was like blown away by it and i was like when you face with that you're not sure what to do um uh what's saying i'm gonna buy a place since i've always been a big player yeah, me too me too um anyway Anyway, uh, the best actual, the best, uh, some, so some, just on the conversation about bigs, um, and we'll go back to the French Singles Cup that happened in Paris, um, uh, is that battle plans are probably one of those really things that we need to talk about for how to orientate them around. I think they do badly on non-centralized. I was having a good conversation with a friend of the show. I, I, I don't know if he wants to mention at this particular point, but uh, someone whose gaming acumen I respect a lot was discussing what you can do against bigs, and actually probably just your battle plans are going to be one of those really key things to change. Any centralized objectives is pretty much theirs because they can dominate and project power from there. They can, because of their movement, they can move from center to right, center to left, center forward, anywhere. And that doesn't include kicking objectives. I would say that six objectives or even star strike. That's right. That's right. Rob is now reaching for the heavens. Uh, it's not called star strike anymore. It's called veins of Gur. Uh, but I need... Uh, I need help um, on that one. Uh, so yeah, Vainzegur, and uh, maybe that's the right way to kind of approach the bigs. 
Uh, got to stop them getting there. Yeah, I think maybe that's the problem because they're also low drops, right? Um, uh, because they, they, I mean, they're, they're t four drop. They're four drop generally because they're generally taking um, uh, the the double artifacts at the moment. Um, singles in Paris, uh, you make it sound like AOS, not so speedy. Vades <laughs> is the world's worst scenario. But we need to stop the dominance of the bigs. Anyway, so well done to Moot Diva. I think that's right, um, with his Sons of Behemoth. Uh, Anchor uh, was uh, in the 4-1 bracket with his Legion of the First Prince. Argyle Toll with his Daughters of Cain. Uh, Saranta with his Cities of Sigmar. Grotin with his uh, Blades of Corn. Haven't seen them in a 4-1 bracket often, so massive congratulations to him. And then Salcher with his Skaven. Uh, and then uh, the Moscow GT uh, in the in the taking it out. There was no one in the 5-0 bracket, which I thought was pretty fascinating, actually. But, 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 Philip Kartiev, the legend that is, uh, ended up taking out the event on 4-1 with his Legion of the First Prince. He had Bellicor, Kairos, Slaves to Darkness, Prime, uh, Slaves to Darkness Demon Prince with Corn in Corn, sorry, and Blue Scribes for that uh, reroll cast on Kairos. Then three lots of 10 Pink Horrors of Zinch and the Emerald Life Swarm. I love this list. Oh, also Spell Portal and Soul Screen Bridge. Love this list. I think it's fantastic. So good. So much dominant board presence in the mid-board. Like, it's very, very strong. Those pink horrors of Zinch, great for holding the primary uh, and achieving those battle tactics where holding objectives is really key. Uh, the corn, uh, Slaves of Darkness Corn Demon Prince is very good, obviously, with that commandability blood slit ground, making it so you can't charge. Kairos with Gift of Change coming through the spell portal, doing flat six mortal wounds through the spell portal, giving him a 37-inch reach. To do flat six mortal wounds, turn something to spawn, shuts down shooting units really nicely, shuts down movement on other units, or it just snipes out a character. And then Bellacore with that dark mastery ability, just shutting down another unit. Um, uh, Anchor is also in the Grot Gang. Yes, Anchor! Nice! Uh, nice. Um, just wait for the Legion of the Demon, formerly known as the Prince. Yeah. Uh, Hooray, some Sentinels just arrived in the post. <laughs> Kidly. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch chat, you're the worst. <laughs> Twitch chat, you're the worst. It's Gilly there, like, got 30 Sentinels now. And someone else is like, yeah, I just bought four bigs, Rob. Like, I listen to the show. I'm not here to fuck around. Yeah, I've got four bigs. I'm going to face roll forward and have a great time. I love you, Twitch chat. I love you to pieces. Yeah, never change. Never goddamn change. Uh, Philip Kartiev, uh, this is uh, Philip, who's the head of the Russian uh, world's team and in my opinion, probably one of the better players in the world. He dominates the Russian scene. I'd be very excited. I've got like a couple of like head-to-heads, you know, like Thriller and Manila matches that I want to see. I want to see Bill Souza versus Philip Kartiev. That's what I want to see. I want to see Piotr, who was in the Castle War at the weekend from Poland. I think I'd really like to see him up against AOS Tubbs from New Zealand. I think I'd like to see that matchup. Um, there's a there's a bunch of players I'd like to see play uh, some top table Warhammer against each other, and um, if we could, we should arrange that. Um, uh, <laughs> I love my Bulgor. That's idiot. That's that's insane. Uh, so that was all of the two day events. I think I don't know if we had our event come in. Warhammer Rob might be able to update me. I don't know if we had our event come in from uh, Colombia. Uh, but the first Age of Sigmar event happening in Colombia happened this weekend. I'm not sure. I'm going to get that double checked. I know four people who bought four Foxes since I started them. There you go. 
Um, yes, it happened this weekend. Do we know who won? So in Colombia, the first two-day Age of Sigmar event happened ever uh, this weekend. Me and Warhammer Robin were keeping eyeballs on it. Um, uh, bespoke AOS head-to-head matches. Rob's flying people around the world. Hey, I, I want to see it. I want to see it. There's some good Warhammer in those in those uh, loins. I want to see them played. Um, so, yeah, that was this weekend. I'm not sure what the results were, um, but uh, maybe uh, I can get that for next week. Uh, <laughs> let's fly these kits in. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, let me just go get the information for you guys. Uh, leaderboard. It was one. So this was the Medhammer AOS GT. Yeah. Um, and it was won by Juan David, I'm not, uh, Juan David Moi. Uh, he went, uh, wow, there was a lot of 5-0s here. This is, uh, okay. In the 5-0 bracket, no, no, hold on. Let me try and do the math here. No, there's two. There's two in the 5-0 bracket. There's two in, no, one in the 5-0 bracket and two in the 4-1 bracket. So it was Juan David Moi. Uh, won won this Col the very first Colombian GT, and he was running. Get ready for it, Soul Blight Grave Lords. He was running Necromancer, Neferata in Legion of Blood. Uh, was he? Doesn't say it was in Legion of Blood. Um, but a Necromancer, Neferata, Vampire Lord, and a White King. And then he was running uh, twenty Deadwalker Zombies, thirty Skeletons, another twenty Skeletons, five Black Knights. A corpse cart, 20 grave guard, uh, and then three vargeists. That was his list. Oh, snap. Uh, only one 5-0. Oh. So this was the only 5-0. and oh. Juan David Mua, congratulations. Uh, very impressed by that. In second, uh, so in the 4-1 bracket, we had Philippe, Philippe Garzon. I don't know why I'm putting the inflection on. Don't hate me for putting the inflection on. It's not my fault. Uh, in the 4-1 bracket, don't don't get mad. In the 4-1 bracket, Philippe Garzon was running Ogre Moor Tribes. He had a Frostlord on Stonehorn, another Frostlord on Stonehorn, and a Huskard on Stonehorn. He had four Mournfang twice and another two Mournfang. And then, uh, finally, Jose Perez in uh, the other 4-1 bracket was running Silverneth. That's right. Colombians love a bit of trees, is uh, is what this is. And he has got a Lariel, a Branch Wraith, Spirit of Dearth with the Amulet of Destiny, which is a cool little take. Um, a Warsong Revenant uh, with uh, the Flaming Re Weapon, of course. And then he had a battle line of three uh, of three units of five tree revs, and then um, a unit of Kurnoth Hunters with great swords, three of them as well. Um, Colombians official. Uh, so that's congratulations to everyone at the Medhammer event. This was on uh, down under pairings. Uh, they should be super chuffed. Uh, they had 16 players at their event. Um, and uh, I think they should just be really, really pleased. First Colombia's first event. Stick that on the map. Stick that on the map. Ladies and gentlemen, um, still wearing my medal from LGT. Uh, I'm super happy for you, bro to pro. Super happy for you. Uh, why is it 2018 in Colombia? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the first Colombian event DUP as well. There you go. Um, so we've pinned it to the map. We're also covering events from Colombia now. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, now just to fly around the world very quickly in our one-day events. 
we have the SV, SV Sigma Slaughter, 18 players in Redwood City, uh, California. Um, Wyatt Petty John won with his Ineth Deepkins. This is a three-round event. And then Christopher Thomas with his LRL uh, Zytrek also went 3-0. Uh, super pleased for them. You had Rivals of Sigma event, which was 12 players in Bellington, USA. Uh, Jeffrey Kawam... Kawamoto uh, with his Disciples of Zinch Archeon in Host of the Ever Chosen went 3-0 and then you had the CPBG by Iron Wyvern which is a 13 player event in Tennessee um, Seraphon and KO, Matthew Swinney with his Seraphon and Jason Sanders with his KO. Uh, upcoming events uh, there's actually tons uh, and I didn't fill in that section of the show today so I'll do it properly for Monday what can I tell you? I'm still a mess from the weekend still a mess from the weekend uh right that's it that's all the stats for today uh, has anyone got any questions before we go um if rob flies out for events in columbia his heart really will be in trouble <laughs> that's true that's really true uh, has anyone got any questions on stats the meta or anything they'd like to ask today before we head out i recognize it's a little bit earlier uh, than normal um, but I'd be interested to know it, what you think. Because I'm trying to still unpack stuff at the moment. How to deal with Gargants? I think it's a scenario situation. Uh, and the battle plans you pick. I think we might be playing less and less battle plans. I think actually there's a really healthy conversation about do we do something about that? Um, do we create our own custom scenarios? And I don't mean special rules. But basically you have a number of objectives and a number of different deployments. And you kind of rotate them around. I think there's something to be said there for that. But... Um, Rob, what question do you think uh, had the best win? What question do you think had the best? What question do you think had the best win percentage of time? I'm sorry, Liam, I don't know the question. Um, uh, oh yes, also please do if you uh, if you have your stats, if you have your event results, please do send them in uh, to the Age of Sigma Stat Center at gmail.com. Uh, that's where you to send them in. Um, uh, I tabled four gargants in Savage. Uh, with maggots at the weekend that was my highlight congratulations uh been panzered um any more info about t the delay to your dragons uh no no info about that sorry Spe specifically because you started a show doing 3d printing why not do a show like this but for narrative events yeah do it horizon lackeys so like actually there aren't many like it's that simple there aren't a lot of narrative events um it's a bit of a bullshit reply that people give people uh people turn up and they're like, um, they're like, oh, if you just want to get started in playing tournaments or playing Warhammer, just go to a narrative event. But there aren't actually that many. Um, like, whereas a little one day or a little singles event is such a great way to start playing, in my opinion. So uh, I don't think there's any way to do coverage. One of the things that I would like to set up for Monday, that's something I'm going to research over the weekend. And anyone out there who would like to help me do that, please do get at me or at Twitter or, yeah. Or Twitter probably is the best way, is I'd like to start, as of Monday, tracking best sports results. Uh, so congratulations to uh, the CU Next Tournament uh, team from Blood Tithe, who won best sports. I think that's something maybe as a community we should celebrate a lot, um, and it would be nice to know who the best sports were at events. It's going to be quite challenging to get that, so I'm going to try and set something up for Monday. Maybe we won't know much by Monday, uh, but it's one of those things I would like to see. Uh, and also, every content creator who's listening, uh, please, thanks for now talking about it on your show or tweeting it out or whatever it is you're about to do. Uh, thanks. I like, I, like, I like that now we're all talking about the 5-0 and the 4-1s. I've set that up. We're already doing that as a community. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Appreciate it. Now I want to start talking about best sports, so start tweeting them out, putting those pictures up for me as well. That will save me a bunch of time. Uh, so get on it. 
thanks. Thanks, community. Um, uh, not a question, but I want to say the pod streams really helped me through a tough mental period. Uh, so thanks for your work, content. So Suicide Badger, um, uh, uh, I'm, I hope you're okay. Uh, and loads of love. And if you ever do need to talk to someone, you should talk to someone. Like, there's loads of us who would love to talk to you. Um, uh, Colonel Cabbage, I think if safe stacking the amulet, we're just in Sons of Behemoth would fall in line. Interesting. Uh, so, Liam, you asked faction. Rob, what faction do you think had the best win percentage of blood tithe? <sighs> Liam, I honestly can't say because um, I obviously was only covering the four rounds I was doing and also doing all the tech stuff for the 40k stream. So, I don't think I kept a good enough eye on it. Uh, Suicide Badger, thanks for subbing. Nurgle Matthew, thanks for gifting a gift subscription. Um, um, who do I had the best win rate? So Gargants were there the most. It's got to be Gargs, man. It's got to be Gargants, right? Is it LRL? Who did really well? Um, I'm going to bet it was Gargants, Lumineth, or Daughters of Cain. Was it Daughters of Cain and the Bow Snakes? I think they're countered by Gargants, really. I don't think they have enough output. I think they've got a lot. Um... Beast of Chaos, <laughs> fuck's sake. There was one of you. It's an example of one, uh, Liam. It's an example of one. Narrow <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, events are harder to put together than regular events. Can I get I super agree. Uh, super late to the show. Was there any Legion of the First Prince chat today? Jarcourt or then is not, but it might be one of the things that I do over the weekend. Um Okay, all right, listen, it's been lovely talking to you all. Thanks for hanging out today. We are live tonight with the 40K Stat Center. Not 40K Stat Center. I'm still a mess from the weekend. The 40K Spy Center with Tom. And we'll be talking about what happened at the weekend, which will be an interesting thing. Can you explain what best sports means? Is it a reference to sportsmanship? If yes, it's scored similarly around the world. Arcane Ring, that is a great question. Best sports are different depending on which pack you have. Some people just vote for your favorite game, and it's whoever was your... Um, favorite player basically that's what you do so like oh that was my favorite person whoever collects the most is the best sports and then sometimes there's a secondary like you're the best sports but you placed the highest meaning you beat the most people but they still thought you were a good laugh that's normally how it's done some people don't do that some people do like a first second third where they're like who's your favorite who's your second favorite who's your third favorite game uh, and then they kind of collate that together in a, um, uh, in a much more democratic way of voting just as a, an aside um, so first, second, third. So some people do that uh, at events, which is also a really nice way to play it. Um, it's not really like you should be sporting anyway. You like you should have good conduct and etiquette at the tabletop. You should be a sporting person. Uh, but this is really maybe people who go above and beyond. People who are nice. Some guy on a podcast who you met um, tends to be uh, the general way it goes. Um, uh, Andy, one best point in I'm over the moon for him, as I know the blood, sweat, and tears he went into the army. Oh, lovely. Uh, when there's a type of sports, do you award the player with the lower or higher score? The player with the higher score, in my opinion. Um, uh, we do a lot of events where you have to score your opponent out of X, say five. Oh, so like one to five. Interesting. I don't think there is a universal constant, and it's something I'd like to set up. I think like if the Honest War Game is going to support anything, uh, I think I'd like to set up a rankings for best sports. And then I would like to do a best sports masters. And there it is. I've made the statement. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, and that's how, uh, if only I had a place to do it. Oh, shit, I have it right here. Um, and just having the best sports uh, masters would be really fun. Um, uh, 
Uh, Izzy got runner-up best pain issues over the minute. I'm super happy for Idiot Wind. Winning best sports at Hammer Time is definitely one of my highlights. Yeah, best sports is the best. It's the best try. It's the best trophy. Um, and it also, if we as a community are encouraging, uh, if we're talking about it, if there's some sort of thing dedicated to it, then that's something I can do to make sportsmanship an important part of Age of Sigma, which would be good. Uh, great guy, Masters. It's the great guy, Masters. Exactly, Agilei. Uh, invitational, the best players to play with. Imagine how fun that event will be. Rob will have the first choir for that at War in the Heartlands. Uh, yeah, oh, we, so I'll be doing coverage at Bobo in two weeks and War in the Heartlands in three weeks, which is an event uh, run by Liam and Mark Wildman. Uh, Bobo is obviously run by John and Johnny. Um, uh, both events are going to be run by gentlemen, uh, so we hope it's going. Like, they'll be they'll be great. So looking forward to that. Like a golden demon for sportsmanship. Yeah. Tell me that wouldn't be an amazing event. Tell me that wouldn't be a great event. It would be good. Uh, right, you're all brilliant. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Now, Monday, this should be far more professional. Maybe Owen will be back. We're going to have the actual stats, Ziggy, and the stats team are going to put that together, so that's going to be cool. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Look after yourselves, and I'll see you later tonight if you join us live, or I'll see you tomorrow. Um, and it's been really cool talking to you all. See you soon. <laughs>